Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. diversities of gifts. All right. Now there are diversities of gifts. But the, spe- but the same spirit. And there are differences of administrations. But the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations. But it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. So you get it. There are diversities of uh, gifts, same spirit. Diversities of administration, same Lord. Diversities of operations, same God. And the manifestation of the spirit. Are you with me? The gifts are diverse. The administration is diverse. Uh, the operation is diverse, but is of the same manifestation. How many appreciated the Lord this morning? Let's bow our heads. A gracious heavenly Father, we are reporting for duty. Satan, you are a liar. You were defeated 2,000 years ago. And right now, the army of God was marshaled to come and use the greatest weapon that was ever given to the human race. Prayer. Our prophecy it can change death to life. It can change a sick body to a healthy body. It can change situations. It can even defy government protocols. It can defy even the kingdom of Satan. And I'm glad that believers see the need and importance of prayer. Remember when your disciples said to you, Teach us how to pray, as John taught his disciples. And here we are, we are teaching even young ones. One day they will be gone, alone, in strange lands, and in strange situations. But if we have taught them how to pray, when things get tougher, they will know that mommy and daddy used to kneel down and pray. Because I was taught to pray, and they will use the, the same weapon. Yes. I pray for this morning, the Holy Ghost, we have felt your presence here. Yes. 
May you touch every heart. May you minister to every heart. And may you grant every heart their heart's desire. But the greatest move is that I need a closer relationship with God for these people that I'll be ministering to, including myself as I'm ministering. As David of the old say, if there is a wrong spirit, you take it out. That's our desire this morning as we approach the throne of grace. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. God bless you as you take your seats. I was just planning, you know, the Bible says many are plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that shall prevail. So I was just uh, thinking what I was going to talk about, and during the week I was just enjoying the book of Ezra, uh, just studying how they were in captivity and how God rose men, um, raised men like Zerubbabel, men like Ezra, Haggai, Zachariah, and as the priest of that time for the rebuilding of the tabernacle. Amen. And how God anointed even the kings of the time to issue decrees for them to return back to the promised land for the rebuilding of the tabernacle and how everybody just came together in unity and how Ezra came and read the book of Moses from the statutes and touched the Israelites, the laws. So I was, I was just blessed about that and I thought I was going to preach on uh, spiritual conditions for a revival. Amen. Amen. But while I had planned like that the whole week and having a good time, it was around about 1 o'clock a.m. this morning where God said, this is not what I want you to see. You need to change the course. And now I had to look into something and I think I must have slept around quarter past five this morning. Amen. But uh, when God uh, calls, we, we respond. Amen. Amen. Uh, you, when God says you don't talk about this, you don't say, no maganjani. Uh, Amen. It, it will, the, when, the, when, the, when you are preaching and the Spirit leaves you on the pulpit and you are on your own, that's the most dangerous thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, you just that... Uh, uh, just shouting at these people. Say you, what? Because the spirit is gone. <laughs> Amen. So, and whenever uh, the spirit leads you as you are preaching, if the spirit says stop, you stop. Amen. If you just, if, sometimes God can speak for 30 minutes. Amen. But if you are going to say, ah, but what will they say? I need two hours. God will speak uh, 30 minutes. The rest it will be you and your fairy tales. Uh, Are you with me? What am I saying? When you are a believer, you need to be sensitive to the operation of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Are you with me? Where you say, Lord, is it still you or is it me? And if it is me, let me stop. But if it is you, let me carry on. Uh, Are you with me? So we appreciate the Lord. I had planned on Friday that we're not going to be here for long. I was planning that half past six, 
by, I thought by 10, at most 11, we should be done. But goodness, one o'clock we were still at it. <laughs> Two o'clock we were still at it. And then I said, to, how can I stop? These men, all of them are engaged. Amen. Some travel from Bethal, some from Pretoria, some from Leidenberg, uh, some are coming from work, but they are engaged. Amen. Then I said, to, okay, if we uh, finish abruptly, uh, have you ever seen when party revelers, people that go to a nightclub, when they close the fight, because the spirit still wants to be fed. Amen. Don't worry, Brother Fanny. Be at liberty. Because they want to be what? Fed. The spirit wants to be? Amen. So that is the case. Now, I want to speak on the giver. His, the giver. The giver. Oh, I think it's the cable. Yeah. Is the giver his gifts? For edification. Amen. The giver and his gifts for edification. Amen. That's what I want to speak about this morning. Now, let me be, God bless you, my brother. Good to see you. Amen. It's an old time of wheat bank, this one. Amen. Amen. It's good to see you. Amen. I hope you are still in the amen corner wherever you go. Oh, right. That's Brother George. Amen. Brother Mafagasa, you've got competition this morning. <laughs> amen. Brother George, we come back a long way. Yeah, the Malagasy, they regard him as one of the sons there. Amen. Yeah, so... We appreciate you and your dear wife, my brother. Now, let's, let's maybe uh, get one quotation to get moving. Uh, while he's bringing it, a church is a, is a spiritual environment. A church is a? And being a spiritual environment, it means that there are spirits in that environment. And spirits in a spiritual environment cannot be, uh, cannot be managed by uh, mental psychology. Cannot be managed by? They cannot be managed by education. They cannot be managed by intelligence. Spirits in a spiritual environment are led by the Holy Ghost. Now, and in the absence of the Holy Spirit, there is no vacuum. If the Holy Spirit does not lead, uh, the evil spirit will lead. How many agree with that? If the Holy Spirit doesn't lead, uh, what is going to happen is that uh, an evil spirit will lead. How many agree with that? Now, Brother Brenham in this message, he says, the gifts, paragraph 64, he says, the church today isn't needing power, it's needing faith to operate what power it has. The church doesn't need power, the church needs to operate power that it already has. 
you, you're, already, you're already powerful. Heaven has already granted you the power that you are looking for. But it, look, it is looking for you to use your faith to operate that power that is in you. Everyone this morning, there is power lying in them. It may be dormant, but it wants to be activated. And that's why you came to church, so that the weight must come forth and activate your faith. Are you still with me? So we, we cannot ask heaven for power. We say, God, give us the wisdom to use the power that you have already granted. This morning, there is power for healing in the building. We, we are not, we're not waiting for healing to come from heaven. There is healing in the church right now. Hallelujah. All the gifts, nine spiritual gifts that must operate in the local assembly, they are here this morning. I say they are here this morning. You, you know, when, when you are a, a husband, or, or brothers, a, a, a husband buys gifts. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, if you are a husband and you never buy bra- a, a gifts, you're going to become like a dry bread. <laughs> Amen. You, you, there are some men that say, oh, I don't celebrate birthdays, anniversaries. What's that? But you are under the same prophet that celebrated anniversaries. Yeah. Uh, hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, I see Brother Washington will come to something. Amen. Yeah. So we, 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 are you with me? Now, what is happening is, is, is that in the, you need to buy your wife gifts. Uh, recognize her birthday, uh, recognize her anniversary, so that you must not uh, later overdo things at her funeral, because you feel guilty that you never did anything. Uh, are you with me? Why the, the natural types the spiritual? Because if we, if uh, Christ is not just a relationship, but it's a relationship where He has given gifts. Hallelujah. And his gifts have become our gifts to edify us. When you have bought your wife a gift, uh, brother, it elevates her mood. When the church has been given a spiritual spiritual gift, it elevates your spiritual mood. Are are you with me? That's what we need in the church. For gifts, remember, we are not running on human program. We are running on a spiritual program. Yes. The problem today, brother, says the churches operate under human program yes. and human protocol. Yes. Even when the Holy Ghost wants to do something, they say, it's not how we are used to doing it here. Yes. Hey, hallelujah. Yes. Because they are not used to, to that. So we want to teach you spiritual gifts, how to handle them, how to administer them for the edification of the church. Are you with me this morning? I hope we are together. Now, in the message, the gifts, paragraph 65, the prophet says, it's become, he says, it's become such a place till, gives paragraph 65, it has become, it's become such a place till the spirit of God has been grieved. And any church, any church that denies the supernatural, it will die. 
Any church that denies the supernatural, it will die as sure as I'm standing in this pulpit. Are you, are you a church? Now, now, listen to me. It doesn't mean the church will close. It doesn't mean members will not be there. It can still have a bigger building, bigger members, good preachers, but still be dead. Are you with me? Because why? It has denied the supernatural. Brother Bram said the church will never thrive and no matter how fundamental it may be until the supernatural is made known among the people and they've got something that they can talk to and it will talk back to them to vindicate the written weight. So this morning, if we just have this Bible and we come and sing songs and preach and go home, uh, brother, we are dying. Uh, hallelujah. It's a, it's a gradual death. Uh, hallelujah. But there's, there's got to come a church, a time where the Holy Ghost moves among the people and there is a conviction of the Holy Ghost. Uh, folks, I still believe that God can use a tongue and God can interpret a tongue to bring a prophetic ministry to the church and give direction to a church. If we don't believe that, then we have just become Lutherans in the message. But I, refu I refuse the spirit of Lutheranism in the message. There's got to be the supernatural. I, I said there's got to be the supernatural. Where you see that there is God. It's not a man. There is God. And after the service, say, God spoke today. And the Holy Ghost moved upon the people. And sinners repent. The lame walk, the dumb talk. Because these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. In my name, they shall cast out demons. Which people? These people. These people. And this time, today. Sister, you have power to, within you to cast out a demon. I say you've got power within you to cast out a demon. You say, in the name of Jesus Christ, you demon, I cast you out. And the demon, oh brother, you're not just an angel, you're a son. A son has got authority. I say a son has got authority. If there are things battling in your house, you've got the power to say, Satan, until here, no further than this. I say, until here, no further than this. I'm claiming this territory as a daughter of God. Are you here, church? That's what we expect the church to be. But message churches have just become cold, formal, indifferent, and they're just dying. They're going to doctrine, perfecting doctrine, but where are the results? Young people are on drugs, divorces are coming, people are backsliding, sinners are in church, but yet we are the message people. But today I say, God, may you open the supernatural channel. May there be an outpouring of the Holy Ghost into the church of the living God so that there is deliverance in the church, so that curses are reversed, ancestral spirits are defeated, drug spirits are defeated, adultery is exposed, and God takes the preeminency. I say, it is the time now. I say it's the time now. 
We will never be the same. I say we will never be the same. Sachin doesn't know what happened. We will never be the same. We might have tolerated certain things, but no more. I say no more. We are raging a war. And we are going into the devil's camp. Hallelujah. We're not just believers, we are supernaturally commissioned by a supernatural God to do the supernatural work of God. Are you here, church, this morning? Ah, the devil is in trouble. Let us not die. You can have message books. You can have message books and message tapes and message church, but dying. But dying. But we say no more. We are tapping into a revival. Others will join us, but yeah, we are declaring our own revival. Brother Brown said there's coming a time when limbs will grow. When? Are we going to preach forever? Are we going to just preach forever? There's got to be a time where I say this is what was spoken, but here are the results of this quotation today. Are you here, church? I hope you're with me. In the message, our hope is in God. Isn't such a beautiful title? Paragraph 64. He says, He says, When you receive the Holy Spirit by believing on Jesus Christ, and receiving the Holy Spirit, then you are just a candidate to do, to go to work for God. Then you go to yielding your members to him and see what he would have you to do. He might have you to preach, sing, testify, pass out a tract, talk to people, bring somebody to church, all kinds of gifts and helps that's in the body of Christ. Some are called for one thing and some another. So everyone that is here, if you believe in Jesus Christ and you've got the Holy Spirit, you are a candidate. You have been appointed to do the work of the Lord. You may not be a preacher, you may pass a track, you may sing, hallelujah, but you've got a gift that you were born with. That's why Paul tells Timothy, stay up the gift that is in thee. Everyone here, you've got a gift of some sort. Some of you, your gift is not so much about preaching, singing. Some is just there in the corner, praying for people and making intercessions, praying for the service. And when you come to church, your presence just just, just, uh, repels evil spirits. Uh, just because you are there. Are you with me? Now, now, when we speak about the gift, the gift, you know, two wrongs don't make right. And another thing, what I've realized, because of how 
gifts were mishandled by Pentecostals. When message people came, they said, we are not interested in that. We are just interested in the weight. But the way the gifts are the weight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Have you heard that, brother? We are, we are just interested in the weight. Hallelujah. If somebody can speak in tongue and someone interpret, they say, hang on, what's going on? It's strange to them. Why? Because they said these things are there for... Divine healing is not for Pentecostal. I'm going to go... Discernment is not for Pentecostal. The nine spiritual gifts are not for Pentecostal. Brother Bram said they need to operate in every local... In every... In every local church. Are you with me? Not in the convention. In every local church. The nine spiritual gifts have to operate. And I will show you what they are. But when, when, as we speak about the gifts, let us not forget the relationship between the gift, the giver, and the vessel. Hallelujah. The vessel is not the gift. And the vessel is not the giver. If you don't differentiate between these two, you're going to make the vessel both the gift and the giver. And the the vessel, that's why you see such a chaos today. As soon as a person gets anointed and gets gifted, they get puffed up. Because now they think that they are the giver. Are are you with me? And let's not forget as we move along that gifts and callings are without repentance. Hallelujah. Uh, you, are, you are singing and your ability to hit notes is not a reflection that you are born again. You can bless us and bring heaven down but still be anointed by Satan. Well, the gift can be, the gift of Michael Jackson was not of the devil. It was the gift of God. The gift of Beyonce is not, is not of the devil. It's of God. The gift of uh, Witnessen was not of... Actually, when you go and check, most of them were developed in church. I was, uh, I was quite shocked that Witnessen was raised in church and was trained as a singer in church. She left church and returned in a casket. Hallelujah. Because why? The gift was misused. But the gift never left her. Your gift will never leave you. You were born with that gift. Even if I hate you, I can't take it away from you. That's your gift. You were born. I say you were born. You were born with the gift. A church doesn't give you a gift. The man of God doesn't give you a gift. You are born with a gift. Hallelujah. The, the, uh, we'll get into that. So, as you look at the gifts, don't forget the giver. And don't forget the vessel. Our, our desire is that the vessel must be clean. The vessel must be consecrated. The vessel must be holy. Hallelujah. And actually, the gift of the giver in a filthy vessel, we've got the scriptural right to reject it. Do you hear me? The gift of the giver in a filthy vessel, we've got a right to say, you are a good minister. 
but you are alive. You're a good singer, but you are alive. Hallelujah. We in the mess. So this is the difference between us and Pentecostal. Pentecostal, they don't care. As long as the gift of the giver is working, it's fine. But in the message we say, yes, we want them, but we want to take it further. The verses. You, you, you can't play as a guitar. Well, yesterday, the same, you were at a, at a tavern. Hallelujah. You play piano on Sunday. The other time we see you playing the thing. I'm a piano. Mm-hmm. My piano by Friday, Amazing Grace by Sunday. Ah, brother, we will reject it. Ah, we will even suspend this and go a cappella. Because we are worried about the cleanness. Are you with me, church? We are worried about that. We want to discern and say, is this gift being used by a good vessel? Because let me tell you, when the vessel is not right and has got the gift of the giver, and that gift of the giver is in a wrong vessel, the spirit of that vessel will come and anoint the church. Somebody say, the pulpit, when it is, fo- it is misty, the pews are foggy. Yes. Or maybe let me get it so that you understand. When the pulpit has, got, has caught cold, the pews catch a flu. What does it mean? When you stand behind the pulpit, you can pray, pass your spirit to the church. If an aldatara preaches to us, not long we will have aldataras here. Because it's a spirit coming through. If we've got musicians that are into fornication, not long all young people are full of fornication. Folks, be unforgiving of uncleanness in the church. Even if it is the son of Pastor Madiba, don't dally around. It's your church. It's your responsibility to keep it clean. Do you hear me? I say, even if it is the son of Pastor Madiba. Because when it is the pastors and everybody's afraid, hey, hey, how are we going to get around it? No, you need to confront it. Amen. Amen. Now, question and answers. Paragraph 41. The prophet says, God is depending on you and I. (laughs) Brother, do you understand the gravity of this statement? God is depending. The earth is full of the spirit of God. But it's poured out. But it cannot operate until it comes into us, human beings, to operate. So the Holy Ghost is here, but it's waiting to come into us to operate. I hope we are together. Now, Hebrews 2.07, he says, He says, brother, there is not a, there is not, if you don't mind, I just need to take this jacket. May God be gracious. (laughs) 
He says, paragraph 207. He says, brother, there is not a fly could light on a post here without him knowing it. All things are open. Brother, he knows everything that you ever did. Every thought you ever thought of. That's what he is. We believe him like that. And when God comes into us and sets us in the church, he puts gifts and things in the church to operate his being. If God is that infinite God, then he heals the sick. He can raise the dead. He can cleanse the lepers and make the blind to see. He can give visions. He can do all kinds of these things working through his church because it's God in you. There is the church. Seeing, seeing a vision is not strange. It's, isn't Joel 2.38 speaking about it? We'll come to that. But everything, everything in this church this morning is not hidden from God. He, he knows where you have been. He knows what you have done. He knows where you, what you have thought. He knows the spirit that is upon you. He knows your objectives. He knows your motives. Everyone is naked before God this morning. Are you with me? Somewhere where we are going. In the message, convinced and concerned, paragraph 329, he says, let the Pentecostal church straighten up itself. Get right with God. I will prove to you that the Holy Ghost will come right in. Why? This church, this, the church will be so full of the power of the Holy Ghost. There can't be one member do one sin. The Holy Ghost will call it right out. Like Ananias and Sapphira. But you can't do it when you won't even take your kindergarten training. What is kindergarten training? Uh, ABCs. If the dressing is not right, the basics are not right, how are you going to understand these other things? Perseverance is somewhere where I'm going. 240. He says, if a real church was ordained of God, really filled with the Holy Spirit, if sin would appear in the church, it would be like another Ananias and Sapphira. I would like to walk into one, see all the women and men under the power of the Holy Spirit. If somebody had done something around the Holy Ghost, the right up reveals it. They would have to clean up. That's the gifts of the Spirit in the church to keep the church in. Hallelujah. Let's just run my brother. This light, I don't know whether it's visible. Is it visible? Is it visible all the way there, brother, buddy? All right. Now, you've got these nine gifts that I'm going to go through quickly. You've got to wait, wait of wisdom. Wait, just leave it like that, my brother. Wait, wait of wisdom. 
It's a gift. So you've got word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, gift of faith, gifts of healing, of healing, working of miracles, gift of prophecy, interpretation of tongues. These gifts have been given to the local church. To the I don't want you to lose sight. That's the quotation throughout the message given to the local church. Now, word of wisdom, the administration is that it will be communicative. An operation is by revelation. It's a manifestation. All of them are the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Word of knowledge, communicative. Design of spirit, communicative. Gift of healing, demonstrative. Gifts of healing, demonstrative. Working of miracles, demonstrative. Gift of prophecy, vocal. Interpretation of tongues, vocal. I'm going to break it down so that you understand what we mean. When the church allows this to operate in the church, remember, this is not the fivefold ministry. This is the nine spiritual gifts that must operate in the local assembly. Sisters cannot be part of the fivefold ministry, but they can become part of the nine spiritual gifts operating in the church. Did you hear me? And I'm going to take you through what I mean by that. Now, what is the word of wisdom? Word of wisdom, it will be individuals with this gift. With individuals, just leave it like that, my brother. Individuals with this gift have the ability to make wise decisions and to advise others similarly. This wisdom isn't just from trial and error in their own lives, but it is through supernatural understanding from God. They see clearly through confusing circumstances and direct themselves and others towards God's will and direction, closely adhering to the word of God, of course. Now, let's move. Just come to what I've read. I normally want to type it so that if it hits the memory, uh, the mind, they never forget it visually. Now, The Bible speaks about elderly sisters advising young ones. Have you heard of it? But I don't want to get the... Most of the time, this gift, it operates within the elders of the church. It can operate on everyone, but I want to come to an emphasis. It even operates uh, within the pastoral office. Now... A pastoral office is a very, it's a very tricky office, and I'll show you why. Brother Brerwa, Brerwa was not working. He had just left job and was fixing cars. He, and he's, he spoke about it here when he was preaching. He gives me a call. Let's say, Pastor, I found a job in Rustenbeck. Uh, but I thought before I can take up that job, let me speak to you and 
pray about it, and advise on it. Now, I prayed about it. After I prayed about it, in my spirit, I felt that if the brother was to go to Rustenburg, it was going to be a good move financially, but a dangerous move spiritually. Do you hear that? Financially, it was going to be fine. But spiritually, he would, whatever ministry that he has, his family would have not survived. And I felt it, and I knew it, and I told him about it. Then he said, Pastor, if you say like that, I'm not going. Now, now, oh, brother, <laughs> how many people can take such an advice, especially money is involved? A typical person that is not spiritual was going to maybe sit with the wife and say, Ah, uh, the pastor doesn't want us to prosper. Yeah. We pray it here is a job. Yeah. Not every job is a blessing. Yeah. Not every job is a blessing. Yeah. Some is just a trap. Yeah. Uh, I say some is just a trap. But I had to give it to the brother as it is. Whatever he thought, it was up to him. But I had to do my duty. But thank God he took that. It's not the first time where I gave such advice. There are times, time, a time where I give an advice. Somebody got a better job somewhere. But I said, in my spirit, I don't feel you need to go there. Amen. Then I said, ah, pastor will manage. Then I, after that, we can debate with you. We just say, praise God, all the best. We wish you all the best and we'll pray for you. Not long, he was no longer in the message. But he was stronger. What happened? What happened? Now, I have seen unbelievers coming into my office. Unbelievers. I've seen unbelievers coming into my office. Some would just phone me because the, the number of the church is there. Say, Pastor, I had a, a family here. Uh, that was going through a, a very tough time, and they just called me. I said, let's meet at church. And I spoke to them, advised them. They took my advice. It worked for them. And it was not the first time. The other time I was with Brother Newell here, there's a couple, I remember one was a nurse here at Cosmos, another one was a, a, a this brother, a husband was working for Escom, uh, they, they had already separated in the house, meaning sleeping in different rooms. They were just trying to finalize divorce. We spent time with them here. Uh, firstly, we said we want to speak to the man. We spoke to the man. Thereafter, we spoke to the sister, and then we excused the man. I think we must have spent four hours until he came back and said, gentlemen, no one has ever spoken to my wife this long. <laughs> Now, I say, she's not a very patient person. I was wondering, how could she be patient for four hours? But after that, they were reconciled. They even had a child. They moved to Rustenbeck, where I said, brother, must not go. They moved there. Then they phoned me and said, pastor, now we've got a baby. They are not, un they are not believers. Uh, they are not? 
Now, God does not work for them because you are a believer or not believer. Sometimes God works on you because you respect a principle. Uh, Are you with me? You know, maybe I will give a testimony about the husband of Sister Ntabisem Masang. He is not in the message, but I consider myself to be that man's pastor. Uh, the way we talk, the way we, ev- everything, the attitude, the, how he sees things. And I say, God, this is a brother. Make a we want to baptize him. And we will baptize him. Uh, hallelujah. But you know, sometimes you've got to have a wisdom. Uh, sometimes when you've got an egg and it's about to hash, if you crack the egg, you're going to kill. So you just create. Did you hear me? You just create? Amen. Love, support, check. All those things, they mean a lot. Are you with me? Now, bring this one. The next quotation. Brother Brandon says, gifts, paragraph 38. He says, if you've got a good, if you've got a good man, a man of God, and it's God's servant, stay with him. But if he isn't a servant of God, get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, we know Brother Bram just put it straight. Get rid of him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Even me, if you believe that I'm not a good servant of God to you, get rid of me. Uh, I know pastors, when they come, they will, st- they will read, stay with him. But get rid of him, it will be say, hey, all right. <laughs> But it's both sides of the coin. Brother says, stay with the man as long as he stays with. If the man leaves the weight, you do what? You leave the man. Amen. Including this man that is preaching here for you. Doesn't apply to some church. It applies here at home as well. Now, but if he's in the servant of God, get rid of him. Get somebody that is. That's the only way to do it. Have faith in your pastor. Have faith in your pastor. That's true. Then you will see the miracle. You will see of God happen if you've got faith in. Brothers, do you see what he, what he did there? Do you see, do you, do you see what happened today? Do you see the change? Have faith in your pastor. That's true. Then you will see the miracles of God happen if you've got faith in Amen. not longer the pastor day. God. Amen. Do you see it? So there is there's got to be a relationship between God and the pastor and you. Amen. I hope we are together here. Amen. But if he can only help you as you have little faith in him to believe. Why, why, why is it going capital letter there? It's because when you've got faith in your pastor, you're not having faith in the body. It's because God is in the pastor. Are you with me? Then, then by having faith, first, you, first you've got to see who? First you've got to see? You've got to see God first. 
And after you have seen God in a man, then you have confidence in the man and you've got faith in the God that is in the man. And when God leaves that man, you leave the man alone. So you're, you're not loyal to a personality. You are loyal to God. And say, Brother Mariba, we follow you as long as we see God in you. The day we don't see God in you, we leave you alone. Did you hear me, folks? And the question would be, this morning, why are you here? Where did you come to this assembly lighthouse? Oh, it happens to be in town. Canal. Oh, they've got a building, Canal. Oh, I see good cars part, Canal. Oh, it can educated people, Canal. You must see the supernatural. You, you must see God. I say you must see God. Was it Brother Tloti? I think he's in Venda today. He's still in Venda. Yes, he's working in Venda. He drove past here and just saw the church. He doesn't know the message. doesn't know anything. And just saw the church and said, oh, I'm going to come here. I'm going. How many churches? Did he, how many, there are bigger churches around. But why this church? He came in. He listened. He came again. He listened. He went to tell his wife and said, hey, I found a place. They came. They listened. And they listen, and ever since they came, they never went back. Brother, there is no evangelist here that can say, I brought Brother Claude. He was not brought by evangelist. There was no one that testified to him. The Holy Spirit that day said, my brother, today I'm directing you to where you need to worship God. And when he came in, he saw the supernatural. And he came in contact with the supernatural. He never went back. Are you with me? You know, I, I normally laugh. There are some others that normally, because there is the number of the church here. Hey, hello. Because you've got two guest houses next to us. Hello, how much is the room? <laughs> I say, hey. Uh, normally, what shocks them, I say, before I give you the price, are you married? <laughs> I say, hey, John, are you married? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the first question that I asked. Uh, then I say, no, I'm not. Who are you with? Hey, I hope the neighbors will not have a problem with me. But they call me. I say the room is for married people. If you've got a girlfriend, do you see? Look at that boat again where you took the number. It's a church. You must come and repent and stop booking book rooms. During the week, it was a woman. She said, hey, sing your song. Hey, it helps me to testify this one. I know, normally they come in the evening. We talk about before the room. When I'm first, they get scared. 
I was with my wife. We were driving. We saw a car parked next to a prostitute. I said to my wife, I'm going to show you what we do. We parked next to the car. I opened and I said, hey, daughter. <laughs> then we drove off. Do you think he, do you think he will still be around? <laughs> uh, yeah, are you with me, Basalwan? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now you don't have confidence in the personality. Now, pastoral ministry is a very difficult ministry. I was telling a brother, say, you know, pastoral ministry is very easy. If you just, if you are just looking for money uh, with your skinny suit, there's nothing difficult. You just polish your vocabulary, bless, bless, bless. People are blessed. Collect. But when you've got the burden, when you see a mother coming and say, "My son, I'm worried." And you see the burden on the man. It, it has to come onto your shoulders. Uh, are you with me? There are times where I found a brother. He's not here. He's at work. I found him at one o'clock in the morning. Something that said, you have to call the brother. I kept on ignoring it, but I said, it's late. I'm calling him. When I called him, he'll give a testimony one day. He said, Mfundis, you just called at the right time. Amen. Me, I was thinking it was the wrong time. Yeah. But he said, you just called at the right time. Yeah. And I knew without him explaining to me why he said so, I understood what he meant by saying that. Yeah. Now, when the Holy Spirit is working on you, you can't go and sleep. Because that, that means the brother's under a burden. It is no longer his burden. Now the burden was on me. Yes. Hallelujah. That's what, when we call it a burden bearer, that's what we are talking about. When a family is about to separate as a pastor, you don't sleep. You work flat out because you want to reconcile them. Are you still with me? But if you are just coming for Sunday and it's just a, and a lot of people think the pastors is when you come, Brother Fanny puts you a mic and say, hey, Shalom, brethren. They think that's pastorship. Hey, it's half the job. It's just 10%. Behind the scene, there's a lot. Sisters, you know, at the restaurant, the plate that they bring on the table is just a, a percentage of what's happening in the kitchen. In the kitchen, is hot. The chef said, there is no salt. We'll fire you behind the... But there is just a nice ambience. That's why you've got to pray for your pastor. I I depend on your prayers. Do I depend on? On your prayers. The best thing that you can do for me, pray for me. Amen. Amen. Weight of knowledge is when you resolve complex situations with, with, with wisdom. Amen. Not intelligence, wisdom. Intelligence is just education. 
but wisdom. Then you have the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge, you know, a lot of people confuse this gift with the gift of the Messianic sign. When Brother Bram came and said, your name is such and such, you are from such and such place, and he designed the people around the church. Brother Branham going to check in the message of the trial. He says, that gift only belongs to one in an age. That gift belongs to one in an age. I cannot come today and say, hey, you are Brother Clement, you are from such and such place, and move there. No, that's the Messianic sign. It, it is not referring to this gift. Anyone that has ever tried to do that gift, they impersonated it, and it never lasted. Later, it was exposed as a fraud where they get information from the people. Are you with me? Now, the word of knowledge, when we're going to come, is when it is revealed to somebody about somebody who has done something wrong. They will know exactly when it happened in that person's life, whether it's in the past, whether it's in the present tense, they will be able to know. Folks, maybe if you are spiritual, if you have ever met somebody who's not living right, you feel it. I say, if you are spiritual, you? You may be afraid to say, but in your heart you know this one is taking us for a ride. And many times when we can say, say, hey, brother, so-and-so is no longer worshiping. In your heart, you just say, I saw it. Amen. But you couldn't tell anybody. Mm. Are you with me? Amen. Weight of knowledge. We'll come and check how they relate even to the gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues becoming a prophecy. You know... <laughs> Especially young people normally they think that I normally say to Bram Banyana say young people they think they look at us they think that we have never been streetwise. Yeah. I think we were born in church, raised in church, then we are just church fools. <laughs> and they can live any kind of life and they think we don't see. Yeah. Brother, we see what you are doing. Sister, we see what you are doing. Sometimes when we don't confront you, it's because we say, per adventure, that as the ministration of the word comes, there might be a conviction of the spirit where it says, look, I'm wrong. But we are watching. It doesn't mean that we don't see. We see. Are you with me? We, I say we. And such ones, when I know that somebody is not living right and maybe I don't want to offend them, sometimes I just send a message at 2 o'clock in the morning and say, you're on my heart, I'm praying for you. One in the morning phone, I got so many missed calls. Did you see, what's happening? Is there a problem? Did you see a vision? Because I knew that the life was not right. 
Are you with me? We're, we're still going, Bazalwan. Now, the prophet, let's come to this discerning of spirits. This, this gift is also referred to distinguishing between spirits. People with this gift have the ability to discern whether a situation, person, or event is good or evil, right or wrong, heavenly or demonic. This gift is important because it can help God's people, people uh, protect God's people and lead them in the right direction. Let's check it here. Mothers, are you here? Amen. Has your child ever befriended somebody? The day they bring them to the house, you know instantly Amen. this one. This one. This one. Hallelujah. And they look bubbly. They look like they are, they are innocent. But you as a, the eye of a, that penetrating eye of the mother sees beyond everything and say, this is a wolf coming to take my child away. And they tell you and say, don't go with this friend. Amara is my friend. We study together. She's, she'll lead you to trouble. Oh. Human trafficking in this country, it is done by girls trafficking girls for men. It is a girl that comes to take you to somewhere. It is a girl that drugs your drink and allows you to be compromised by men. But your mother would have long seen and say, Mutanami, because she's got discernment. Mutanami, this one is going to cost you so much. And when you become, if you are a child, let me tell you something. Even when you think your mother is wrong, she's right. I say, even when you think your mother is wrong, she's right. Mothers are, are rarely wrong about judging the character of the people. Folks, are you here? Even brothers, you know, brothers, we can mislead each other. That's why when we make deals, we say, don't tell your wife. And I say, hey, I will not tell my wife. Because when women come, some of them have got discernment. Yeah. This one is a crook. Yeah. There are men that are bleeding because they entered into secret deals without their wives. Yeah. And deals went sour. Now he's afraid to tell the wife. Yeah. Your wife is a helpmate. She can have the gift of discernment. Hallelujah. Sometimes when you've got a female colleagues, sometimes uh, make them to run past your wife. So that she sees. Amen. When I was at Coke, I had this manager, uh, uh, one of the managers that was reporting to me, she was a female. And obviously from time to time we were launching a new system. She was a key account ramp. We were launching a new system, and every time she would call and inquire about this system, but the system later said, hey, this calls me. <laughs> Then I saw that hey, it's a problem. <laughs> then I made an arrangement that she, she meets this uh, female character. Then we met. 
I, I don't know what she saw, but ever since that time when she phones, she, she phoned, she was never worried. But naming I wanna go to go to my bag, I wanna go to her more there's no competition. <laughs> Amen. I don't know if there was competition. Maybe Brambanya would have been called today. But I told her with you, lights are out. Amen. Now, let's come to this one. I'm the somewhere where I'm going. It talks about power of gifts, about faith, gifts of healings, working of miracles. Now, here you've got to understand, faith cometh by hearing, hearing the word of God. Then gifts of healing, a divine healing. Let me show you, divine healing and a miracle is not the same thing. Divine healing is God assisting nature to heal faster. Miracle is when God overrides nature to bring instant results. Did did you check that one? So when we have prayed for you, it doesn't mean that you will heal instantly. Sometimes it will be a divine healing. It's a process. But the day we pray for you and immediately you say, I'm well. It's a miracle. Are you still with me? So you've got to know. And sometimes I've seen people where God is administering divine healing on them. But because it's a process, they get impatient. And they lose. And that's when Brother Brown says, I've prayed for you, but ignore the symptoms. Why do you ignore the symptoms? And actually, after divine healing, a lot of times it becomes worse. But what you need to do, you need to have faith and say, by faith, I'm healed. The more you confess it, you are assisting your nature. You've got cal- you are now calm in your mind. You are not troubled in your mind. You- now, you are solidified because you've got faith. You keep on confessing, I'm healed, I'm healed. And one day, the process gets complete, you become healed. But the, our ministry is not only divine healing, even miracle. Yes. We expect them. Amen. Instantly, while you're on your seat, a miracle occurs. Yes. Let me tell you about a story, or a, a testimony. They pushed a woman coming to church, and they pushed her. She was sitting on a wheelchair in church. And the minister was ministering, and the anointing was heavy, and the, as it was heavy, the minister said, if you want to be healed, stand up. That lady that never stood up, stood up, and began to walk. Hear me, hear the story. She began to walk. As she was walking, one of her relatives came with a wheelchair behind her, because she was afraid that she was going to fall. As she was pushing it, when she looked and saw the wheelchair behind, she went back and sat down. She never stood and walked again. 
at that moment, you have heard it where Brother Brown say, uh, uh, I think he says, Brother Anderson, it's on you now. Then say, you have missed it. So in church, you become vigilant. What is God going to drop here? I don't want to miss it. And at the moment when it happens, nothing must distract you. uh, You see the table, I saw how the Holy Ghost moved and the alarm just went off. I say it's a devil, and I'm glad you ignored it. You carried on and being rejoicing. The devil will always interrupt. I say the devil will always interrupt. Evil spirits, are, as I'm preaching, there's a lot going through. You are, you are analyzing this. Get it out of your mind. And have faith in God. Every person this morning can get whatever they want. I say every person this morning can get whatever they want. Every person this morning, from a little girl to an old woman, from a little boy to an old man, they can get whatever they want in this church right now. I say God is here. God is here. That, that, that sickness that you had today may be the time where it has been dislodged and disintegrated by the ministration of the Holy Ghost. Are you here, church? Don't say, I had this problem for a long time. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Maybe this is the time. Brother, we have prayed for the whole week. At 12 o'clock, we have prayed. Brothers were here at 3 o'clock. They prayed. The atmosphere is sanitized. Demons, the anointing is here. Maybe you can say, Lord, whatever they prayed for, I have received it. Whatever they gave to you, I have it now. Are you at church? Don't wait for it. It can be a miracle. Yes, it can be a process, but it can be a miracle. Yes, it can happen next week, but it can happen now. But it depends on you. God is depending on you. God is depending on you, young man. It may be, it may be the time today. Just be careful with this feedback, Brahmandla. It may be the time today. I say it may be the time today. Folks, where are we gathering here? To look at how we were dressed? To miss one another? No, we came here for a business. We've got needs as the wife of Jesus Christ. And those needs must be administered to. Don't be afraid to tell God, I'm not happy. I need you to come and administer to me. I need to come out of this situation. Are you here, church? You need results. You need results. You need results. And you can say, Brahmins, you can say from that time, things have changed. From that time, from that service, things changed. And they were never the same. Brethren, God can cancel a debt. 
I say God, I don't say God will help you to pay for it. God can cancel. God can cancel a debt. God can cancel a debt. But he's depending on you. He's depending on you. He, he, he can change your things until you're you are, you are damn strong. You can't talk. Yes. Say, Why, what's going on? Yes. Should I tell the pastor, will he be, this is so big, will he believe it? Because this is way too big. Yes. Brother, brother, say we serve a bigger God. Yes. I like it when brother Mambewe came here and said, me, I'm not interested in small testimonies. He reminded me of a brother when they were praying, they went to church to pray, and this brother, they had all night prayer, and this brother kept on saying, I need 100 US dollars, I need 100 US dollars. The brother say, tapped him and said, brother, come outside. Here is 100 dollars, you can go home. The brother went back and said, we're asking for big things, he was really making noise with this 100 dollars. So we had to send him home. Ask for bigger things! for bigger things. If God can heal a flu, he can heal cancer. If God can give you bread, he can give you a house. If God can give you whatever, he can give you whatever. Do not limit God. All things are possible to them that believe. I looked at your requests and none of them are impossible. Yes. All your requests and none of them are impossible. Yes. Even the unspoken ones are not impos- impossible. Yes. All things are possible. Yes. And every request that was given, it shall be answered. Yes. I say every request shall be answered. Yes. 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 Well, we are not an average church. Brother, we made a Paul statement in this church right at the beginning of the pandemic. No one will die of coronavirus in this church. We didn't refer to other churches. We don't know what's going there. But we said here, we will never have a burial of corona. And it never happened. Those that were sick were delivered. Our God is bigger than corona. And the same God that we said he cannot, he will protect us. Do you think he cannot deal with your situation? Do you think he cannot deal with your problem? He cannot deal with your request? He will deal with you. I say every request that way ever, as long as you took time to type, it was not in vain. Your fingers were moved by faith. It was sent to us. We did not sleep. We prayed over it. And if there is a God in heaven, surely he will answer your prayer. Brother Brenham says God is not afraid. He says if you want to see God, bring him to a showdown. And we brought him to a showdown. Lord, people are dying. Pastors have died. Ministers have died. Many have died. But in this church, even a backslider won't die. I say even a backslider won't die. And even our backsliders, they never die. We covered even our backsliders. 
Then he went to tell me that there is no God. Ah, woman's alone. There is God. The miracles is not a yesterday business. It is a today business. God is still in the business of miracles. Not in manufactured, not state, genuine. Where you see, where your doctor can look at you and say, no, hang on, this is God. Brother Lucky gave a testimony here, how he came into the message. And he doesn't mind. He spoke to him. He doesn't mind. He used to drink from Monday to Sunday. He was more drunk than sober through the year. But one day, the wife got sick, was admitted into the hospital. She went into a coma after she had given birth. The baby as well went into a coma. Mother and mother and son were in ICU. He came here, we met at the office and said, Pastor, my wife is sick. The doctor says she will never wake up. Furthermore, he said, they say my child is the one that will wake up, but he will never become normal. But if God can heal them, I will give my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You, you, you know, he's, he's a heavy Zulu. Umvelas. I looked at this Zulu man and I knew that behind him there is ancestral spirit. Behind him is Sangomas. Behind him is traditions and rituals. But here he's bringing my God onto the scene and making a challenge. He said, if, if it can happen, I will leave my inyangas, I will leave everything. Ah, when he, I said, brother, if you make such a promise, you have come to the right place. Our God will heal your, your wife, will heal your son. Are you going to be baptized? He says, yes. A day after or a day, because later I think things became worse, but two days later he phoned me and said, you won't believe it, Pastor. My wife that they said she would never wake up, she woke up! I said, I said, my brother, the same God that worked on the wife, he's still in that ward in the hospital. May we direct him from the bed of your wife now to where the child is. Not long as say, my child is wake up. We baptized him in the name of Jesus Christ is here. Do you think he will go back? No. Do you think he will go back? No. Do you think he will entertain your silly church politics? No. He's not interested in that. He will tell you this God is alive. Brother what comes. I remember I was driving from Seabu, so he gives me a call. Pastor, I'm at the hospital. My wife is sick. High blood pressure shot up. She was pregnant. The doctor said, we've got to make a decision. We can save the mother or let the mother die and save the child. 
if we allow her to give birth, you lose your wife. The best way is for her to abort the child. Brother, it was not a hospital, it was cosmos. I said, brother, what? What a terrible dilemma. I said, brother, what? We are choosing nothing. We choose both of them. I remember I even read, uh, quoted the scripture to him. I say, I remember when God said to, uh, was it uh, uh, Ezekiel, son of man, can these bones rise again? I say, brother, what God was asking Ezekiel. It's not that God did not have answer, but he wanted Ezekiel to give an answer and reflect his confidence. Because he said, I don't know, Lord, but thou knowest. I say, I'm asking you. You stand up and prophesy. Then he stood up and said, they prophesy. Bone. A bone came and joined with a bone. The entire structure. Until army stood up. I say, we are doing exactly the same thing. They will both come out. We dedicated the baby here. The mother and the child. They are fine. Many years later. Why am I bringing these testimonies? To challenge you. That today, God can do it for you as well. Now, in the message expectations, my brother, paragraph 11. The prophet says that gift of healing might be on them tonight. It might be upon this lady here tomorrow night. The gift of healing can be upon a sister. And upon this man over here the next night, it might come back to her. It's in the boot. So the gift of he- or the gift of healing, it is in the church. It is moving around. It can be on a sister tonight, and tomorrow it can be on the brother. You say somebody say, hang on, because there are people that think sisters can never be used by God. The sister comes to church, and she's sitting there. Next to her, it was a sick, uh, another sister with a sick baby. This sister, the Holy Ghost, told her, stand up and pray for the baby of this sister. But she kept on saying, no, but she's got prayer, prayer card. Brother Branham will pray for her. You know, humbly refusing to operate, but disguising as humility. But the Holy Ghost kept on pushing. Then she went took the baby, prayed for the baby, gave the baby back to that mother, and then when she went back to her seat, it was occupied, she went, she had to go up and sit in the balcony. When that woman came, her prayer request was, her prayer card was called out, she came there. Brother Brenham said to this uh, woman, he said, sister, your baby is not sick. He said, hang on. There is a lady wearing such and such dress. She's sitting in the balcony. 
she prayed for your baby before your baby could be here. I don't need to pray for the baby. The sister with the gift of healing was able to pray for a baby to be healed when Brother Brenham was there. So, this morning, anyone has got the gift of healing. Brother said it can move from Brother Mafagaza. Come to Sister uh, Loisy. And then it can later move to Brother Clement. He says, it is just there in the church. I say, I say it's here in the church. Amen. Now, let's come to this one. Ooh. This, speaking of tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. There was a time, I still have it on video. When I think this is before we modified the building the way it is. It was that time where Brother Mshawi and Brother Dipadia City, it used to be an office there where Sister Mshawi is sitting around this area. It was a kitchen where Brother uh, Mambe was sitting with Brother Mugui. It used to be a bathroom. Where I am, it used to be uh, this room, another room, another room. It was a passage where Stalorin is sitting. It used to be a living room all the way there. So we used to meet in this section from where Brother Clement is all the way to where the sound team is. That used to be where the church used to be. I still remember vividly during that time, it is still there. I was praying for the sick. And I prayed, I prayed. After I prayed, a sister spoke in tongues. I know many people don't remember. I've got a very good memory. And my memory is like an elephant. <laughs> I remember things so to the detail. I don't forget it. Now, she spoke in tongues. Is there? If you need, I'm gonna. I'll circulate it so that you hear. And after she spoke in tongues, she interpreted. But it was not a prophecy. It was simply say, God has spoken today. Hear this today, what the Lord has spoken among us. But first it was in a foreign tongue. Then there was a gap. Then there was interpretation in English. I still have it on video. All the time as I'm sure they are thinking, hang on, when? I'll remind you. Now, when something happens like that in the message church, most message believers, they don't know how to react. They, they, they look bewildered, for a lack of a better way, confused. Sometimes it's because they are cautious because they say, hang on, we've seen things before, what's going to happen? Because some gifts, because of the way they were mishandled, they destroyed churches. Now, 
But in the same vein, it does not mean they should not do it. Was it Brother Johnny Reagan? He was preaching. After he was done preaching many years back, then he spoke in tongues and there was interpretation. I was amazed when he came back. He sounded a bit apologetic that most people may not understand in the message what happened. And I said, hang on, why would we not understand what has happened when it is the message? But I realized that the problem is that in the process of time, we have neglected certain things and we have preferred to say, these are the gifts that we're going to prefer from God. This other one, we don't want them. Maybe we regarded them as juvenile. I don't know. I believe in speaking in tongues. I believe in interpretation of tongues. And I believe that tongues and interpretation should happen at the right time during the service. If while I'm preaching here now, somebody can stand up and speak in tongues, I'll ask the deacon say, sit down. Because the spirit of is subject to so God cannot be while he's using me here and use you to interrupt me. No. You sit down. Either it works immediately after song service before the word comes or it works immediately after the word has been delivered. But after a tongue has gone, we wait for the inter. If a tongue is set and there is no interpretation, we look like drunkards. Did you hear? And after a tongue has been spoken and there's been interpretation, the interpretation either will be a prophecy that we're going to write down and wait for it to happen. If it does not happen, we pray for the person that spoke in tongues because it was not the spirit of God. It was the spirit of the devil. They are not the devil. It is the spirit of the devil on them. Sometimes you don't call the people devil when they are not devils. Sometime, a tongue, I heard a minister, and I respectfully disagree, where he says, if there is an interpretation of a tongue, and there is a, 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 if there is a tongue and there is interpretation, you need to go and check. If, if a tongue was five minutes and then interpretation was eight minutes, is wrong. That's not how we judge the things. If I have got a Zulu interpreter here, just for me to say exactly, he's going to take time to interpret exactly. So we can't say you measure with time. Uh, are you with me? Yeah. Now, after the prophecy has gone, and I've seen it even in this church, many times, sometime back, a minister came here to preach for us. And after he preached, a sister came into my office. And she was troubled. She didn't know how to speak. She said, Pastor, I'm here, and I don't know where to start. This minister that ministered, something is wrong in his life. 
She did not know the minister. It was the first time that minister was coming here. And said, the group that she came with, do you see this other woman that was dressed in this way? Is that woman his wife? I said, no. Says between the minister and that woman, something is wrong. I said, fair enough. I remember I spoke to the deacons. I wrote down what she said, and I put it aside. It must have taken a year and a half, or almost a year, or if not, I forgot the exact time. At least to believe the same people say you said a year, but it was not a year. <laughs> yeah, so it was almost a year or less. The same minister, it was exposed that he and that woman that they came here with, there was an adulterous spirit between them. The gift of exposing that sin didn't come from me. It came from a sister. And came to the pastor's office. And it got written down. When it happened, I went to back to the sister and said, Sister, you were used by God. Amen. What you said came exactly and was fulfilled to the dot. Months down the line, I remember she came to me again with something and said, this is what is happening, this is what's happening. It was a situation. And uh, as she explained, I knew she did not know that situation. And that situation was exactly how she described it. I say, sister, it's the Lord that spoke to you because this situation is exactly what is happening. Stay with me. Then she came for the third time and said, this is happening. And I wrote it down. It never came to pass. I went to tell her that, sister, this was not from the Lord. This was from the devil. She got offended. Why? Because she thought now she has become a prophet in church. Not understanding that even if you give 99 prophecies the day and they happen to the dot, the day you bring the 100th one, we treat it like it's the first time in terms of how we judge it. And Brother Brenham say, if you want to know that a gift is a gift of God, check when a person is being corrected how they react. If they get upset and leave, it wasn't of God. Did you, check, did you hear me, folks? We don't say it must not operate. Let it operate, but we're interested in the accuracy. And if it is accurate, we come and say, praise be to God. The Lord anointed our sister. She saw this. It came to pass. The Lord anointed our sister. It never came to pass. And then we lay hands upon you to cast out an evil spirit. Did you hear me, folks? And a tongue can come after the service. It will be an unknown tongue sometimes. And there will be an interpretation. 
and the inter- somebody will catch the interpretation. Sometimes it can reveal sin right in church. Brother saying so, you are in such and such relationship with such and such person and be so vivid. Now, immediately after the interpretation is gone, we call the one that spoke in tongues and the interpreter, we interview them. Then we interview the person that the tongue said something about them. If they reject and say there is nothing like that, then there's nothing that we can do. Remember, it's not us, it's the Holy Ghost. Yeah. If it is the Holy Ghost that used our sister or our brother to speak in tongues, and the Holy Ghost interpreted it, and it is correct, and you come to you, and you reject it, while it is the truth, you are making the Holy Ghost a liar. Chances that you are not going to live long. It will be like a, a Ananias and Sapphira. Did you hear me? Amen. Brother Brenham says, he advises people and say, when you come on the platform, I beg you, fix your things right because the Holy Ghost will call it out. Amen. And I started the service by saying, if you are not living right, you know yourself. Amen. You, God, the devil, know that I am not living right. Amen. Fix it. Because the Holy Ghost is not a respect of a person. It can call you out while you are wearing a suit. There is a reason why I preach like this. Speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Either it will give a prophecy. And a prophecy is not a general statement. We don't want, oh, Brother Clement will be a rich man. Nonsense. <laughs> That's not a prophecy. How, how are you going to measure it? It has to be specific so that it can be judged. That's why elders in the church it doesn't refer to the pastor only, it refers to the elders. Elders must be spiritual people. I say elders must be because they judge spiritual matters. An elder, if he's not spiritual and he judges matters, spiritual matters, he's gonna mess up. He's gonna mess up big time. Now Let's get to the prophecy. Prophecy, there are three levels of prophetic ministry. There is a, a measure prophet. It's a C. William Brenham, Isaiah, uh, Hezekiel, uh, Hosea, all of them. A measure prophet, the judge of the measure prophet is God himself. Amen. Once he says, thou says the Lord... You cannot, the elders cannot sit together and say, we want to analyze it. No. It is beyond the pastors, it's beyond the apostles, it's beyond the prophet. It's dispensational. His weight is authority. Now, there is a prophet of the fivefold ministry. 
The prophet of the fivefold ministry, Brother Brenham, I will come to that, maybe a quotation. Then there is a gift of prophecy. Sisters, hear me. A sister can never be a major dispensational prophet. A sister can never be a prophet in the fivefold ministry. But a sister can have a gift of prophecy. That falls on her and it's not permanent on her. It will move to the next one. It operates within the body. What is the prophet within the fivefold ministry? This great warrior Joshua, paragraph 2. The prophet says, and after all, my dear friend, you know what a prophet is. A New Testament prophet is a preacher. A prophet is a preacher. Nothing complex about that. Then it comes message expectations. It says, paragraph 10, and the teachers here of the scriptures will teach you these things. That's nine spiritual gifts in the church. They operate anywhere in the church. For instance, if this tent here tonight consulted the entire body of Christ, the Holy Spirit leads to the body of Christ. And in this body, there, are, there is nine spiritual gifts. They are here in the body. Gifts of healing, gifts of prophecy. It might fall upon someone here tonight, this lady sitting here, this man or this man, and he may give a prophecy, it will be true. But it will never work on him maybe again. It will work on you once and maybe move to somebody, maybe never work again on you. In the message, Patmos, one, one wanted to know if it was wrong for women to testify or to sing or to give messages in tongues, interpret the messages or prophecy in the church. He says, no, it is not wrong as long as it comes in the place in order. The church is in order. The real true way to do it is for those who speak with tongues and things, their messages are given before the message from the pulpit, never during that time, because the Holy Spirit is moving from one place at a time, as Paul spoke there. A sister can be a rendering an anthem, you speak in tongues. I can't be while preaching, you speak in tongues. There is a time. First, we look at the time. The moment it interrupts the preacher, it's a wrong spirit. The moment it interrupts the song leader, it's a wrong spirit. It will, it will be at a certain time where we know it's the right time. And after the preaching, it, go and check the message also in prison. After Brother Brenham has preached, then there is a sister that spoke in tongues. And after a while, they wait for a while. Then there is interpretation. Are you with me? When there is no interpretation, then there is a problem. Are you with me? Brother Brown says the same message, my brother, but women are gifted with prophecy and gifted with tongues and interpretations and everything that, that being preachers, they are not to be preachers. They are forbidden to preach in the churches. That's right, take the place or be a teacher or anything in the church. But as far as gifts, the woman has all those, can occupy one or, or any of those nine spiritual gifts according to 1 Corinthians 12. And it is under no bondage that a message should not come forth in its place. Each message waits for its time. So God is not an author of confusion. In the book of Acts 21 verse 8, it shows you how the daughters of Philip the evangelist had a gift of prophecy. And in the next day, we, we that were of Paul's company departed and came to 
Kesera, and we entered into the house of Philip the evangelist, which was one of the seven, and abode with him. And the same man had four daughters, virgins, which did? They had a gift of prophecy. You come, you look at Miriam, the prophetess in the book of Exodus. You look at Deborah, a prophetess in the book of Judges. You look at Halda, the prophetess in the book of Kings. Then there is an unnamed prophetess in the book of Isaiah. Sisters can have a gift of prophecy, but they cannot be part of the fivefold ministry, and they cannot be dispensational prophet. Joel 2, verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall... Isn't it a prophecy, folks? Yeah. And shall? And sister, young girls here, the daughters, the daughters of Philip the Evangelist, the Bible says they were virgins. The Bible wants to emphasize that they lived, the vessels were? They were living the right kind of life. Uh, you can't you, you can prophesy, uh, prophesy for us when you are dressing is not right. Yeah, we will just ask the queen to take you out and pour water on you and bring you back. We will not entertain such. <laughs> Your old men shall dream dreams. Yeah. Folks, God can speak through a dream. Amen. How many here have ever dreamt a dream and came to pass? Amen. And how many here dreamt a dream and you thought it was real and later you realized it was just a dream? Now, a dream is not a dream, brother. Let me say a dream is secondary. When you dream a dream, we compare your dream with the scripture. I think there's a brother that dreamt in this church some time back. She dreamt of her sister, and the sister had died. And she came, he came and narrated a dream to me. And as he narrated the dream, you know, when you're a pastor, you are a priest. And you must have a urim. So when the dream was narrated to me, it did not, it not hit the spot. I said, brother, I know you dreamed, but this one, no, it was just a nightmare. It's been many years. The sister's still alive. Nothing happened, which tells you that I was right. So when you have dreamed a dream, you don't go to the person first. You come to? You come to? The pastor. And you narrate your matter. The pastor checks the sequence and all of it and investigates it and take it further. Remember, you you are not determining what you're going to dream you. Dream just come. Is it so? So I can't blame you that you dreamed. You, you tell me a dream, me I will deal with the dream, not with you. Uh, are we together? Now, but a brother came to Brother Brenham and said, and I think he was a minister. He said he had married a woman that had divorced four times. And he said to Brother Brenham, I dreamed. The Lord told me she's my wife. I had a dream. Brother Ben say, I don't care how good and sound your dream was. If it is against the scripture, 
Let it alone. Why? The dream is secondary. It still needs to be checked by, by the scripture. Are you with me? But we don't say don't dream. 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 We don't say don't see visions. See visions. We don't say don't prophesy. Prophesy. But we're going to check. But in our checking, it's not to discourage the operation of the gifts in church. The gifts must operate. But we want to check, is the administration right? Is the operation right? So that it must not destroy the people. You know, a prophecy, when there is a prophecy, a prophecy cannot just come and say, Sister Lorraine is a witch. I quoted her because she's mature, she'll not be offended. Uh, what are we going to do about that? It's too generic. But, but if it is specific, this is what she did. Don't be offended, Lois. Mama is not a witch, she's a, she's a believer. If we say, this is what happened on such and such day, she did this, this one got sick, and this, you see it, then we've got the details. But you can't just come here while we have enjoyed eating her food for 20 years, and we just say it's a witch, and me as a pastor, I just follow overnight, she becomes a witch. Over what? No. It still needs to, because a gift, if it is not handled, it will divide the church. It can split a church. That's why there's got to be a maturity of how we handle things. Here is it. You want them to operate, but scripturally. And if they don't operate, we are not scriptural. If they operate wrong, we are not scriptural. So a gift must operate and must operate scripturally. When we have come like this, we want to know the Holy Ghost is here. And how do we know? When the prophet, who is a preacher, comes to preach, he must preach about our matters. Folks, if you are still in the age where you come to church and say, the pastor preach about me, uh, then you are very mature. A believer preached, Lord, I want you to speak to me today. And when the minister comes to preach and address your issues, you say, Lord, it's you. And if he needs you to repent, you repent. Are you with me, church? And we want the sick to be brought here. This is the right place for sick people. More right than even cosmos. This is the right place. Because here there is a great physician. I say here there is a great physician. And sometimes you are sick. We are praying for you. We say we've got the gift of divine healing. We come and we lay hands on you. But you don't get better. You may find that we need another gift, which is a gift of word of knowledge. That can search your life. As Brother Brenham in one message, he says to the brother, and he says, Brother, I've prayed for you, but you're not getting better. But he said, one time, when you were still a Catholic, you did this and that when you were an altar boy. 
The brother said, you think God holds it against me, brother Branham? Because now he was baptized, now he was in the message, but he did something there that he never fixed. Are you going to allow me to preach? A brother married a sister. And they stayed together. But this sister was fearful of this man. There was nothing wrong with the brother. Sweet, buying flowers. But the sister was afraid of this man. Every time he's around, you know, she gets anxiety, she gets jittering. Later on, God spoke to the brother. Because many years back when the brother was still young, he raped a woman. And he never made it right. And the spirit of rape was on his life. Even when he's married, the sister can sense the spirit of rape. And the day he repented and made it right, from that time, the sister was relaxed. Do you see we are dealing with spiritual things? Church, do you see? Do you see? No one can see this with a naked eye. It needs the Holy Ghost. Folks, I, 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 as a pastor, I deal with spirits. Oh, that's my field. That's my specialty. I deal with spirits. And some of, some of, you know, sometimes, you know, having a church as you are here, it looks good, wonderful. People come from diverse backgrounds. Sometimes you find that a brother maybe comes from Zimbabwe, Congo, Kenya, comes here. But you find that when he comes here, there's a spirit that was working on him from back home. But he comes here, then it gets manufactured, it gets manifested here. You find that the problem didn't start here. The problem started many years back. But we, we as a church, we just became... Uh, recipient of it while it reached maturity. Uh, are you with me? That, that is why. That is why. If you, your doctor's brother, I'm sorry. I'm giving an example. You go to him, he gives you medication. Then you, you don't feel better. Then they tell you that there's, pastor, uh, there's Dr. Rajesh. Then we go to Dr. Rajesh. He has, well, you, don't, you don't tell Brother Mtlavi that, hey, Mun, I'm no longer coming. I'm going to Rajesh. He and I just sees you. You're no longer coming. But your file, your file is still there. Ne? Yeah. <laughs> your file is still there. Rajesh doesn't know when you started getting sick. You know, black people die because they don't have family doctor. They just see it bought in the end. <laughs> Family doctor is somebody that understands that, yeah. you know, your father, I took care of your father. Yeah. And the thing that I see on you, your father once had it. That's a family? Yeah. Now, if you just go, Rajesh, Mutawi, Masamola, Skosana, oh, my God. No one knows the genesis of your problem. Yeah. 
then the reason if Matlabi refers you to specialist, he's got to give a specialist a referral letter. He gives you the referral letter yeah. to brief a specialist of we have treated this problem from here to here. The specialist knows how long the problem has been there, what medication was given. You get what I mean? And if you dare go to a specialist without a referral, they chase you away. Yeah. There's somewhere where I'm going. If it works in that manner, as far as medical sense is concerned, it has to work in that manner, spiritual. Yeah. There is a family pastor. Yeah. There is a family pastor. family pastor is not an internet pastor. Yeah. Oh, you can enjoy internet, but after you need a family pastor. A family pastor knows the pattern in the family, knows where the family comes from, the dynamics of the family. But today, our oh brother, if I get offended here, I'm in another church. Next time when I'm offended, that's why you see so many divorces. A right scriptural way is that if Brother Mafagaza moves to Nell Sprite, I must be able to say, to phone a pastor Nell Sprite, our brother is coming there to fellowship there. He's moving in terms of locality. If he's got a challenge of some sort, I must be able to say, Pastor, the brother's got this challenge. You look into it and help him. And if you need more information, I'm available. Did we get what I mean? That's a spiritual order. But if he goes there, he doesn't tell me, me, I know him as an example. He's an alcoholic. When he gets there, he's a preacher. Not long, people there are surprised that we met our brother who's a preacher, he was drunk. Meanwhile, we know that he had a problem here. And him being a preacher, when you've got a sin in your life, you cannot preach a sin out of your own life. You need to repent. God cannot say you preach a good sermon. I, I, I need to honor this man. No, you still need to repent. Yes. That is why the reason the message community is weaker today, yes. pastors are not talking. Yes. And they are being taken for a ride. Yes. You know, every time when a new person comes into my office and comes and says, Hey, Pastor, here is so God. I mean, you are new, you already saw God. Okay, fine, we thank God. But such zealous ones, not long, you will be saying, now I saw the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen such? You know why I say, Pastor, you know, I was at Pastor So-and-So's church, there is no God. But here, at Lighthouse, I saw God. It's trying to massage my ego. That I'm the preacher. And then I come and say, is our brother, brother, so God. Meanwhile, he's hiding sin. He's blindfolding me. Um, He puts me on an ego trip. We need not to be, here we are not in an ego trip. When you come, we investigate where you come from. There's a Congolese pastor that was coming here to preach. It was a midweek. He phones me. He says, I'm around. Pastor, I'm coming. I say, no, you're welcome, pastor. He says, can I say a few words to the church? I say, hey, hang on, I'll come back to you. I phoned Congo. 
I phone Pastor Salem, Pastor Salem say, I don't know him. I phone Pastor Freddy, I don't know him. I look for Pastor Dioka, uh, the Santos, we don't know him. I, me, I'm very direct. I phone him and say, brother, at your home they say they don't know you. So you can't preach because if they don't know you, I don't know you. He, he was offended. Oh, you don't, mean, you don't know God. But I'm a man of God. I said, no, you're welcome to come to church. He came. He sat where these brothers were sitting. I preached. After a day, Pastor Salem phones me and says, hey, I found out who is he. He's a crook. <laughs> I say, no wonder. So in this church, you don't just come and say, I'm a pastor. I'm closing. And now I'm closing. And I'm closing by repenting. <laughs> there once came an old white Indian man. Um, now I put jacket. <laughs> this old, he was 94 years old. And he saw a boy, he found me. And he says he's preaching the gospel. He was a, a, a Muslim, then he converted to Christianity from India, from Durban. He knows so and so. Knew quite a lot of people. So I said, okay. I mean, to see an old man, 94, preaching the gospel, excuse me, won't it touch your heart? But something said, no, he must not preach. But I said, how does an old man that is preaching around come here, 94, he sits down? I said, no, you can give a testimony. He came to my house. And I searched with certain brothers. They said, no, we have heard of him. Then I came and allowed him to preach here. It was the only message that was ever preached in this church that was never uploaded on the church website. <laughs> I even knew when it was preached that this one will never, will be deleted immediately after the service. <laughs> You remember? Then he started saying, so and so will be, so and so will be. After, you know, what made, you see, human, the, the human part is not a scriptural part. What made me allow him to preach, it was not scriptural, it was not the Holy Ghost, it was a human feeling. Do you get what I mean? And when he came there after I spoke to him, I say, we don't do things like that. But I still felt, oh, this is a 24, 94-year-old. Now I realize that he's a crook. <laughs> How? This man can die at any time without a check. How do you become a crook <laughs> at such an advanced age? <laughs> he found some of you wanting to get money. And uh, I spoke to him, but I realized sometime we have to respect the weight, yeah. not a human feeling. Because yeah. yeah. a human feeling corrupts the church. Yeah. God bless you, church. Yeah. While you are sitting there, I have got brother Alan Nguaru. If he can stand. 
the brother is going to be baptized, is going to become part of this assembly. Amen. While you remain standing, I've got the sister, precious Mashabela. If she can stand to her feet, the sister is going to be baptized. And then remain standing. Then I had a discussion with Sister Sarah. You remember she was in the message I introduced her a while back. And she came to see me and said, Pastor, I feel in my heart, maybe based on the journey, there is just in my conscience that I just need to be rebaptized. And I searched in the message, Brother Brenham never had a problem with that. He says, if your conscience is that, especially if you were backslidden, and you are being reconciled, by all means. So, Sister Sarah, if you can stand, she's going to be rebaptized. <laughs> I had another name, but I'm still in discussion with that person as well would want to be baptized, but I will announce in due because the Lord is still doing something in that space. Amen. Is there anyone else that would want to join these three and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ? Is there? Brother Mandla sent a request that he wants his kids to be. Is there any other one that would want to be part of this and make your life right and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost? It is a promise for you and for those that are far off. We're not leaving anyone outside. Visitors, if you feel a nudge, you don't say, I don't understand. If you feel the Holy Ghost speaking to you, you respond. But we will baptize these three this afternoon. A round of applause. <laughs> Brother have you brought the couple? The couple that we baptized last week? Oh, we baptized a couple last week. The sister is here. The husband is at work. There is the sister. <laughs> now, God blesses sisters, especially those that have long been around. We want you to, you can have a seat, you can have a seat. Take these new ones, teach them. Show them it's joy to live for this message. Uh, a sister asked me and say, what is modesty? That's why I sent the article that Sister Beckett wrote. I'm looking forward. I'm going to pick up three sisters. I want them to prepare our own article of modesty. You know, when a sister is talking to a sister about modesty, it makes sense than when it's a brother. When it's a brother, say, what were you looking at? But when it's a sister, it becomes better. Are, are you with me? God bless you. Now, you can clap hands for them.
Remember, in this church, I said, I'm ripping up Malak. In this church, I said, you can sit there, no, it's fine. I said in this church, if you leave your wife and you go marry somebody while your wife is still alive, I said, we must do what? You must not do what? What must happen? Yeah? Oh no, you can't talk, you are not married. <laughs> Brothers, I, I said if you, we know your wife here yeah, and you divorce her and you want to you marry somebody and you want to bring a new one here, I said what you must do? I said don't come back. You remember? Yeah. I say it is only when your partner is being gone to be with the Lord, yeah. then we know that uh, the scripture allows it. Yeah. You remember, brothers? Yeah. That one I'm not apologetic. If you ever find a new wife and leave yours and you marry another one, don't even call me. No. Don't come. No. Now, Brother Washington, we were with him here a number of years and then with his dear wife that has gone to be with the Lord. He stayed for quite some time. And then later he spoke to me and Pastor Chitzindi and then said, I'm ready to remarry. I sent him to the elder in Zimbabwe. Then they managed that process and then he got remarried scripturally. And then he is here with his lovely wife, if they can stand to their feet. Uh, sister, this man will come back a long way with him. He's a man of few weights, but stable, consistent, honest. And loyal to this message. Hard worker. I have such a high regard for this man. We have known him. And I think you, Pastor Chitini, told me you are a very lovely woman as well. So we appreciate you. We welcome you as a church. In the scripturally, as we stand. Just a worshiping song. Just a sex study, but Sister Skosana came into my office last week and said, You know, Pastor, once you have such prayer that you have arranged, hey, everyone will be in church. <laughs> I see a, a prayer is answered. Everyone is almost here. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We're going to do those monthly prayer meetings with brothers, but we won't finish at 3 o'clock all the time. Yeah. 
dead ones, that don't worry, sisters. Uh, you know, this young man touched me on Friday. He almost reduced me to tears. This is Brother Promise from Congo. He came here to South Africa. And he said the first thing he started looking for a church. He's only 25 years old in a foreign country. He tells the Congolese fellow countrymen that he stays with, he says, I've got to go to church. They say, hey, be careful. Yes, South Africa is dangerous. He says, no, but I've got, I can't live without going to church. Then he, he looked for the church number. He phoned me. I linked him, linked him up with Brother Grace. Then he came through. He's working in a supermarket. Or is it a tax shop or what? But where they are selling stuff. He's in a foreign land, he said. And he told me before. And he was telling the brothers on Friday. He said, he's selling a lot of items in the store. But he says, every time they come to buy cigarettes, he has never touched a cigarette in his life. It breaks his heart. And he was crying here. I asked myself, if a 25-year-old boy is very handsome, very handsome young, in a foreign land, can have such conviction that I can't live without finding a message church. I don't want to touch a cigarette. I said, boy, one day I want to meet your parents. They did a good job. And God will give you a good job. It has to be God, folks. It has to be God. I don't know. What touched me about some men, you know, when a, when a man comes before other men and say, my wife, God gave me a good wife. A man telling other men, it wasn't one, it wasn't two. Few brothers came and said, my wife. Amen. Sisters, for your wife to tell other men and say, look, my wife. I, it moved me. Amen. It moved me. Somewhere acknowledging, my wife, my wife, she was the one that would remind us that we must pray. Amen. I said, God, may God bless our sisters Amen. for being spiritual. So that was what men's conference was about. We didn't have it on Valentine's Day, lest we be misinterpreted. Let's worship the Lord. Just a worshiping song.
another worshiping song.
Yes, I'm a child of a king, Queen. Praise God, I'm a child. Approach his throne of grace. Say, Lord, here we are. 
Brother Washington comes. He's never busy. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you once again this afternoon. The ministry has been played. The table has been spread and we have dined. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you. For you say the way two or three are gathered in your name will be amongst them. Yes. We want to thank you, Heavenly Father. You were not a visitor, but you were the host. We want to thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, as we, when we come this morning, Heavenly Father, our hearts were heavy and expecting. But Heavenly Father, because the King Theophan was here, we thank you for meeting our needs this morning, Lord Jesus Christ. You know as your children, Heavenly Father, their needs. Heavenly Father, you said in a word, you said all things are possible. Yeah. We want to thank you, Heavenly Father, that, that your word will never, <coughs> your word is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. And it will not return to you void. Mm. But this morning, Heavenly Father, I want to thank you that we are happy and we will go back home rejoicing. Yes. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you once again for using our precious pastor, Heavenly Father. Yes. We know it's not easy, Father, to bring down a message here. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we know it takes inspiration. Like he said, Heavenly Father, he was inspired to preach something the whole week. He had something on his mind. Mm. But Heavenly Father, all of a sudden, this morning around 2 o'clock, you woke him up and gave him a message. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We know, Heavenly Father, many times you have to take a corner. Mm. Sometimes we want to go, it's injunction. Yes. But Lord, you're the one who tells us to, shut, to make a short left? So it's the same with the men of God, Lord. Under inspiration, you have to tell them to take this short left. Mm. We want to thank you this morning, Heavenly Father, for giving that such an inspiration, Lord, to put the church in its order. Heavenly Father, we know the gifts that you gave to church, Heavenly Father, that these gifts are there for edification of your children. Yes. Heavenly Father, for the body of Christ, Heavenly Father, we are, the, we are at the end where the fullness must be shown, Heavenly Father. Yes. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you this morning for showing us mercies, Lord. Many times the devil wants to show us, Lord, to tell us that, to put a, a scarecrow, Father, on the things of God. Mm. Heavenly Father, but this morning you told us, Lord, that this gives, Lord, mm. it's part of the ministry, exactly. Heavenly Father. We mustn't be scared of nothing that for so long the devil put a scarecrow on the things of God. Mm. That, Heavenly Father, we tend to shine away the things of God. But this morning, Father, I want to thank you, Lord, that you put everything in order, Lord. Mm. The Holy Spirit came and, and, and vindicated, Lord, this morning yes. that all things are possible. Exactly. We want to thank you, Heavenly Father, as you commit everything in our hands, Lord. 
We pray this morning. You know, some are coming for the first time. But we pray, Lord, Heavenly Father, that they've got something this morning. And also the ones who were burdened, Lord, we pray, Lord, Heavenly Father, you have took the burden away from them. And also those ones who are not feeling well this morning, Lord Jesus Christ. You said, is there no balm in Gilead? But Heavenly Father, this morning we know there is uh, a fountain, Lord, from, from Emmanuel, Heavenly Father. We want to thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for you are with us this morning, Lord. We pray, Lord Jesus Christ, may the Holy Spirit move with us, Lord, as we shall part. We thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, shall come back and meet again with Jesus on, on the Lord's feet, Lord. We know that it was well with us this morning, Lord, as we shall go and to provide, Lord, Heaven Father, journey uh, messages as we shall meet once again with Jesus' feet. We commit everything in your hands, Lord Jesus Christ. Everyone shall say amen. Amen. God bless you richly. It has been a pleasure. Amen. I see my brother over there. God bless you and your family. His brother. Brother? Mevin. Be- brother Bevin. Oh, from Devin. Oh, this is my friend. I never met him in person, but finally we meet. God bless you. Good to see you. Amen. Normally we interact on ministers' group and so forth. I'm glad to see you in person, my brother. Amen. Let's just say, when the praises go up, his glory comes down. God bless you. Have a blessed week since. Amen. We lift him higher.